Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Pixels, the bi-monthly show that covers games, gaming and the video games industry. That's a lot of games. Let's do it. Hello everyone and welcome to Pixels. This is a show that ultimately will be, uh, as you know if you listen to the first one, will be a bi-monthly show about what else? Video games, of course. Um, we will be doing like video game news every couple of weeks, summaries, analysis, and hopefully a slightly more, um, I don't want to say grown up. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I want to try and make this show into a little bit more of a serious conversation about video games. And, of, of course, we're going to have fun, we're going to review games and all of that. But that will be in the long run. For now, this is the second pre-pilot. It sounds stupid, but that's what it is. And I figured we're at BlizzCon, and we have to talk about what's uh, happened here. So I brought a couple of friends, and uh, we're going to discuss all of this. And those two friends are... Uh, I'm getting text messages. I'm going to try and not pay attention to those. Um, so I have uh, Liv, uh, Olivia Grace yep. from Wowhead, whom I've known, uh, well, at various Blizzard <laughs> events for a long time. So yeah. you're like a super expert on all things Blizzard. Absolutely. Well. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, the <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a big fan girl. And I, yeah, I obviously enjoy Blizzard games enormously. And I, I've been with Wowhead for a, a fair old while now. And we've met a ton of times at Gamescom, hanging out in the Blizzard areas. It's been fun. Yeah. So thank you for being here. <laughs> and uh, we also have another Italian, like, uh, you know, we had uh, Umberto in the, in the first episode, and now we have Stefano. So can we make, like, spicy meatball jokes with you? Umberto didn't seem to like them, uh, you know, Italian accents and stuff like that. Mm, well, whatever. I mean, I don't care. I got, we've got different personalities. <laughs> but, uh, but you're Italian. If, you, you know, everyone if, tells if, me. If you want to joke, uh, let's, uh, I mean, All right. let's joke. So. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're with your gamer and Corriere della Sera yeah, right. and uh, we've also met a number of times uh, several times yeah. let's say and uh, you, uh, you haven't uh, you know uh, attacked me or killed me yet because I was so annoying <laughs> so I guess we're gonna you know have a, a decent conversation so far so good so let far, me put so it good. that way <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks for being here both of you um, so there was a ton of stuff announced at BlizzCon uh, this year it was really I think the best BlizzCon uh, in years, if not ever. Um, tons of announcements, which we're going to get to. Um, but, oh, yeah, disclaimer as well. Mm. I keep talking about what you guys do. Uh, very important disclaimer, because I'm an ethical person. Uh, I used to work for Blizzard until as recently as last week. So, yeah, if I am overly enthusiastic about all of this, uh, that might be why. That might, you know, it might also be because the games are awesome, but... You know, now you can judge for yourself. Um, so before we go to the games, um, I want 
wanted to quickly mention a topic that's really dear to my heart, and that's um, the controversy that uh, Mark Moheim, the president of Blizzard, mentioned at the beginning of his opening keynote, and that was the issue of, without naming any groups or anything mm. specifically, he did talk about um, the harassment that has been happening to specifically towards women in um, the, the video game industry. It's created a negative atmosphere in, in the conversations and the relationships between people. Uh, and even without going into the debates themselves, my feeling was... So I have opinions about this debate. Let's leave those aside sure. for a second. But... If you want to read about my, my opinions, patrickbeja.com, I posted an enormously long uh, topic about this. But I thought it was really important to sort of remind the world what being a, a gamer is for the community. And that was more about, you know, uh, inclusiveness and, and uh, understanding and, and that the, the negativity didn't represent the gamer community as a whole. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Olivia, I mean, I thought that it was it was great that Mike spoke out about it, and I also think that it was great that he, like you, didn't single out any particular group. There is, regardless of recent events, there's a ton of unpleasantness in gaming. There's a ton of you know tr people trolling, and that's always going to be the case. Yeah. But we, it does us good to remember that. The gaming community is more than that. Like yeah. the gaming community is packed with amazing, positive people. Like and twenty five thousand of them here at BlizzCon, just coming together to be really happy about yeah. games. You know, it's been a fantastic event for me, and I think it's it's really worthwhile when there's been so much negativity, particularly in the mainstream media, to just take a step back and you know remember that actually there's a lot of happiness and yeah. you know we play games to have fun and enjoy ourselves not to be hateful and unpleasant yeah. to each other and i think it's good to have someone as prominent as mike just mm. be like put that out there and say look let's let's focus on that for a no, while i thought it was really positive easy to forget that yeah. you know yeah uh, go ahead stefano well, the, the Gamergate uh, issue is something that, uh, to me, and uh, I'm trying to make it as a joke, as an Italian, is uh, surprising because we are, <laughs> we are thought since the beginning to be very nice uh, with women. Uh, so <laughs> nobody would ever do it uh, uh, in Italy and we would never be unfair with a woman. But uh, this aside, I have to say that it is another problem that uh, uh, really I never happened to, to, to see. Because uh, at least in Italy, it's very, very hard to find women playing video games. Really? And, uh, yeah. And um, I've always said... Uh, well, maybe that's why. Maybe no. that's why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yes, because we are too, too you know, too nice with them. And they are, oh my God, uh, still they are trying with me in games. <laughs> so in Italy, there's a completely different attitude yeah. with women. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, all over the world, because a lot of people fake mm. a female character in an MMO just to yeah. get some advantages. Yeah. So Absolutely. Uh, this is the probably the good point in being a, a, a woman for real in, yeah. in a video game. Uh, this said, uh, I have to say that uh, the... I would extend the, 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 the issue in general to trolling and bullism, uh, even yeah. to men. Uh, of course, uh, women are the weakest part uh, and they have to be even more uh, protected. Mm. But uh, uh, I can tell you that uh, sometimes uh, a, a guild in, a, in an MMO or anyway an experience in, in, a video game, in a multiplayer game can be like a full metal jacket experience. Mm. And uh, this is something I don't like. I think that once you remove this attitude in general, you will not, we will not have any longer any problem with men and uh, women. Mm. Otherwise, it looks like uh, you can still go on harassing men uh, 
and of course uh, you have to protect the women which is good for women but even men okay. have to be protected i say yeah i i yeah i would discuss the uh, fact that men or women have to be protected because that but anyway that's but, a I mean, whole the problem, different no, the problem conversation is that, uh, nobody should be protected They, they, yeah. should, they should not be the need of protection in a video game. Yeah. But I can tell you that myself, for example, I, I was in a very competitive guild, and once I just screwed up in a, in a, in a World <laughs> of Warcraft, and I can tell you that the treatment I was receiving yeah. was, uh, I was, yeah. you know, open, my open. Uh, uh, so they're really the, telling the this to me. The in the sometimes in the video game community as a whole is the problem is that yeah. there is a, there is the, the shield of the monitor. Nobody mm -hmm. would ever dare mm -hmm. to tell me these things live. Yeah, uh, of course. So exactly. I think uh, there's there's definitely an issue of the anonymity that creates these kinds of atmospheres, and you know the behind the screen, and you don't think of the other person as a person, which is exactly yeah. what Mike said. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do I do think there's an additional layer about you know women in general but that's maybe another another topic let's not but not in italy yeah. as i said not in italy <laughs> okay <laughs> um so the big uh, announcements so uh very qu quickly about the quote-unquote small games which are all enormous <laughs> but you know that are not overwatch that new ip that blizzard announced mm -hmm. uh hearthstone is seeing a new expansion with yep. 120 new cards it's themed on goblins and gnomes it's launching in december which blizzard hasn't really done i think before like yeah. announcing a game and launching it like a month later uh and the android version is coming in december as well and we'll have finally a um uh, an observer mode on hearthstone which has become a really important uh esport uh as well since it's launched um any words on yeah. hearthstone and what it means for it i mean i just think it's fantastic that you know a, a collectible card game that's been done mostly online and by blizzard they, they have a tiny team working on this really tiny team and It's exploded, and that that's fantastic for for particularly for the sort of real esports focus for mobile gaming. So this is effectively a mobile game. Like mm -hmm. obviously, you can play it on PC, but it's very portable. And I, I don't know. I'm excited about it because I think it opens up the potential for esports to move out of just you know, and I say just, but things like StarCraft, things like League of Legends, and obviously they will stay big. Um, but I think it's really exciting to have something that's more emerging and played by a wider. Mm. range of players yeah I it's true that say. i guess for for esports just like for any sport to be successful you need to have a lot of people playing it yeah so that they understand you know they have an interest in watching the thing that they they're going to understand and hearthstone certainly is more approachable than the other games you mentioned so uh to me hearthstone has been one of the biggest surprises ever i still remember when uh I was not invited to Paxa. <laughs> when for there the was announcement? A, yes, for the announcement. Uh, and uh, when they announced Hearthstone, I phoned my Italian representative and told him, okay, um, don't, I, I don't care, because if this was the announcement, I'm happy to have stayed at home. And they told me, and they told me look, once you will play it, you will change your mind. <laughs> and now uh, this is the game of the Blizzard lineup. Uh, I care more. Yeah. Uh, this said, uh, uh, I got it's funny. You know, I've I've had so many stories like this mm. with people when we announced it. People were so incredulous. You know, it, oh, it yeah. was such a strange move for Blizzard, but for a big company in general, like to put this kind of energy behind such a quote-unquote small game. Mm. And everyone, everyone has been turned around and thinks the game, obviously, as we know, is is well, 20, awesome. 20 million of people is, yeah. is an amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah. result. But uh, coming back to the, the, the new expansion they just uh, announced, I got some doubts about... Uh, the fact that the word random appears uh, in yeah. nearly half of the cards and uh, even playing uh, the game here at uh, at BlizzCon 
A lot of times uh, things didn't go as planned yeah. because, of, because of the randomic effect. And I was wondering, me as an average user can have a, a problem. But uh, for, a, for a, an eSport game like uh, Hearthstone, as it has become, I don't expect uh, the, the biggest player to be this happy to see their finest strategies uh, screwed up because yeah. of the randomic effect. So I got some doubt, I, I have to say, about the direction that they're taking with the... Uh, yeah. That's yeah. I think that's definitely a, a legitimate concern. Um, my good friend Dills from uh, the Angry Chicken podcast uh, addressed this a little bit. He's much more of an expert than I am, um, and he said, first of all, the really memorable moments for the regular people come from those unexpected things where you're really hoping something's going to happen, or you're, 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 you know, something weird just changes the dynamic of the, this of the is, game. This is only true when you win. So when yeah. you yeah. lose, you are not this. But in esports in general, what he was saying was. The, the, the players who are going to be really competitive are probably just not going to use those cards that have mm. really unreliable elements to them. And so the, the randomness of it will likely not be as big of a factor in competitive play. And I think there's some truth to that. But certainly the expansion is, ha puts a lot of emphasis on those, those wacky moments of randomness. Well, if you introduce a, a new expansion with a certain cards and these cards are not used... It's a failure anyway. Yeah, well, indeed. it depends. <laughs> I think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it exactly. Th just echo what you said, Stefano, that if you're introducing these cards, you're obviously trying to drive the gameplay and the game itself in a certain direction. You know, the uh, obviously the predictability of cards in a game like this is a, is a good thing from a PvP perspective, is, is what I've always done in gaming yeah. is PvP. And you want predictable. You don't want random. Sure. You want to go for mastery, not critical strike, because you, yeah. you don't know when they're going to get them. And the introduction of that random element is highly problematic in competitive play. And if they just stay away <laughs> from them, then... Blizzard has failed to move the esports scene in the direction that they were perhaps hoping to. So I agree. However, I think there is that <laughs> they're high fiving each other. <laughs> no, now. it's just true. I mean, uh, no, it's true. It's definitely true. Yes. However, I think there's a really important element in uh, in the way Blizzard designs games is that they don't design them only for the a certain type of players. Mm. And yes, of course, if you you might look at it and think, well, if the pros are not going to be using these cards, then certainly it's not they haven't achieved what they but yeah. first of all there aren't only these types of cards and second of all they, they're also in my opinion designing the game for the, the regular people to have fun and in Hearthstone it's been a very uh, constant concern uh, from the ve development team to make sure that it is approachable and fun for everyone so it's basically like uh, in if you take a game like WoW you do have the super difficult raiding uh, yeah. tiers but you also have daily quests that everyone can enjoy and I think I didn't really think about it like that but you saying what you're saying I think there might be an element of that like the, the randomness wacky cards might be uh, geared towards more of a casual audience and you still have some things for the more more, you know, the more rea reliable things that people are going to use in competitive play. So, well, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. Maybe it's going to screw everything. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, Heroes of the Storm, uh, a few announcements as well. A couple of new uh, heroes, mm -hmm. um, Jaina and Thro. Of course, you know, Heroes is Blizzard's Dota. Uh, I mean, MOBA. Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> Hero Brawler. Um, 
And there are so a few heroes, a new uh, couple of new battlegrounds, ranked play, mm -hmm. closed beta on January 13, which is a big deal because it's also a game that's been growing and that could become an esports uh, contestant. Um, and then the Lost Vikings as a new hero, which is really yes. three character that came out of nowhere. It's so much fun. I, they, they were actually I was at the uh, Heroes of the Storm panel at last BlizzCon where they were talking about the heroes they were introducing, and someone asked for Lost Vikings then. Yeah. And then they attended, uh, I believe it was one of the PAX ones, I forget which of the two, and they were asked, you know, there was a panel there about heroes, asked about Lost Vikings, and they finally delivered. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to play it. No, no. It's a very yeah. fun hero. I've, I've so they divide into three, yeah, like you can micromanage exactly. them as three different it's three, elements. If you've ever played StarCraft, it's three individual characters which are in control groups, just like StarCraft. So you've got the, the keybinds, just like you'd have one, two, and three, four, to control one character at a time, and then the tank, the group all together. Yeah. They're ultimate ability puts them in a long boat it's you know it's delightful but actually it's a really interesting game dynamic as mm. well because it allows you to have excellent map control like you can split those guys out and go all over yeah. the map and then you can pull them together for heavy focus pushing that sort of thing and a great thing about heroes is that the mechanic of the game with the group leveling which differentiates it heavily from you know your league of legends dota etc mm. etc et um, allows them to do these crazy heroes which are just you know wouldn't work in any of these games with the individual xp focus leveling um, and I honestly I'm so excited about Heroes and I really hope that it does well yeah. because it's such an interesting game to me yeah it's gonna it's gonna get a, a lot wider uh, wide, more widely accessible uh, in 2015 and we'll see how it goes uh, from there if it does manage to grab a spot in the esports community which and in the general gaming community I, I as well I think considering the the size of the stage for uh, Heroes uh, here at BlizzCon uh, it will because uh, <laughs> Otherwise, they would have made a smaller stage. Yeah. Uh, StarCraft 2, not a lot to say about. I mean, confirmation of Legacy of the Void expansion. Mm. Uh, it will be a standalone expansion, which I thought was the most interesting uh, aspect of it. You don't need the previous games to, to buy it, which I guess doesn't really make it an expansion. It's a bit strange, but yeah. it kind of is. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Archon mode, which is you play two people, play one group, one faction, not faction, but one group, at the same time, which is going to be weird. I guess the StarCraft 2 nerds are going to geek out on that. <laughs> um, and let's get to the big uh, uh, announcement of the show. Obviously, uh, Overwatch, Blizzard is taking on an FPS, a shooter. And that in itself already is kind of a, a, a weird thing to be even saying. It's a completely new IP that is very cartoony manga, a very distinct art style. Um, it's going to be in beta next year, 2015, hopefully, but they announced it. Uh, Multiplayer-based team shooter. Here again, we have the very strong element of uh, multiplayer and team-based. Um, no single player from what we've heard. We, we could try 12 different heroes in this early build. Um, the uh, controls are relatively simple. And, okay, let, let's get your impressions of the game. I, I'm guessing you have both uh, had a chance to try it. Yeah, I have to say that uh, when the game uh, was shown yesterday, I was uh, really shocked because uh, I was not expecting Blizzard to enter the FPS market uh, and not with a manga-like, manga yeah. manga-style <laughs> game. Um, I, what, what can I say? I mean, Blizzard, we were just talking about Hearthstone. Uh, when Hearthstone was announced, uh, everybody was thinking, you know, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and when they announced uh, World of Warcraft, uh, everybody was surprised because we knew Blizzard for RTS. 
Yeah. So so that was obviously 10 years ago. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. But I mean, uh, if you look at the history of Blizzard, they always, uh, they always uh, uh, announced the game and everybody was thinking, are you sure? Because I know you're for another <laughs> genre. So, uh, of course... Uh, this game, uh, the only the only flaw I see is that uh, if they would have uh, blinded me and showed me this uh, this, this game uh, in a sort of blind test in the booth of uh, you know Bethesda, some random, yeah, uh, yes, uh, some random publisher. I'm thinking of Bethesda because it just reminds me Blink for uh, some character design. Yeah. I would have believed it. So this is a game that doesn't look Blizzard. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, yes, yeah. it make, it doesn't have the epicness of the other titles. Uh, but you know, uh, you have to trust Blizzard because uh, I mean, <laughs> if they make twenty millions out of Hearthstone, yeah, <laughs> who knows what they, what they can do with uh, mm. with an FPS? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Hearthstone's lukewarm reception. Like I, I was watching that say I also wasn't invited, um, <laughs> but I was watching that same thing, and I, I was expecting um, Heroes of Blizzard All Stars, as it was called at the time, and I was expecting that, and we saw this. And with Overwatch, it just came out of the blue. I have to sort of admit that my very first knee-jerk reaction was that I was watching a film. I mean, the graphical level of it for Blizzard, they've completely gone away from that very Disney feel. Um, but I, like you say. They can make anything work, <laughs> it seems. <laughs> I think, you know, it's, it's really interesting that Hearthstone came out uh, last year or was announced a year, yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, and I think it is conditioning a lot of people to be open about the idea that Blizzard could maybe pull off even an FPS, which is traditionally maybe a, a more core uh, type of game. And, and it's true, as you're saying, Stefano, when, when World of Warcraft uh, came out, it came out of a world of MMOs that was super, super uh, uh, obscure. Mm. It was the, the entire market for MMOs was, I, I think, 500,000 people. Um, yeah. and, and so here, with Hearthstone as well, which has proven that Blizzard can do weird things work, can make them work, uh, people are looking at it with a little bit more openness. Uh, and when you try the game, there, the, the the art style is somewhere between Pixar for the intro yeah. uh, cinematic, which was a little bit surprising, um, and very uh, I, the the name of Team Fortress, Fortress Two for Valve has been mentioned a few times, yeah. um, and there is a little bit of that, but the comparison the the comparison stops there because when you play it, you realize how super specific. The, the controls of each heroes are. I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to, to, to play different heroes. Yes. My favorite was Tracer, that mm. has a, a, a blink ability, which you were re referencing. Uh, and so you have you can blink three times with a cooldown of, of five seconds. So you can teleport a short distance three times. And then come back, rewind time, kind of, your position in time, three seconds prior to the moment you press that ability. And all of those have 10, 20 seconds cooldowns for the abilities. And that's basically all there is to, to the yeah. character. And plus an ultimate ability that you'll be able to use every minute and a half or so. And that's all there is to it. But once you start playing with it, it turns into something that really you've never played in a, an FPS with before. You've never played an FPS quite that way. It's, it becomes a weird mosquito that runs around you and then comes back and comes again. And like, it's a very strange way of approaching a, a, an FPS gameplay. I think uh, this sound, uh, this, this may sound like blasphemy, but I think it's uh, an <laughs> FPS version of a MOBA. I mean, you got uh, many people have said that. It's, it's, different, yeah. different characters, different heroes uh, with just three, 
mm. spells, I'll say, yeah. because every character they just they can only have uh, three different abilities. So very easy, as usual with with Blizzard, uh, very easy to learn, uh, difficult to master. Uh, Tracer, of course, is the best uh, character, but indeed it's the signature character uh, yeah. of, of this game. It is the mm -hmm. one that, uh, that it has been shown since the beginning and the one that uh, Blizzard uh, has pointed the, the attention on since the beginning. Some other characters are more conventional, I say. Uh, I played uh, several of them. Uh, what I like mostly uh, of this game is the fact that it is not that fast-paced as many other FPS around. I'm starting to grow old, too, mu too much older. <laughs> well, which might be a good thing for us who yes, are yes, growing yeah. older. Yes, oh, yeah. I, I will not be zerged the, the, the very moment the, the match starts, which is good, <laughs> even for my self-esteem. And, um, and I like the idea that uh, everybody has got to act together. It's not mm. a, a, an FPS where people can, be, can go around, scatter around the map, uh, everybody thinking of minding his own business. Here you have to play together and really cooperate. Yeah. And I think that if all the characters will be able to force you into this kind of gameplay, Blizzard will succeed to make something really different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you take this this game and compare it to the more conventional FPS games, which we're used to seeing on, on consoles as well, and this is something quite different. This focuses on cooperation, and there's a lot of heroes which, you know, obviously you've got your standard archetype, like the warrior kind. Like, I, I am... For my sins, or you know, see it as good or bad. I've, I've actually played all of them now. Okay. <laughs> I've been going around the queue and I pick them all up for, for work um, and also for pleasure. <laughs> but <laughs> we've, uh, you've, you've got your standard, you know, your bruiser kind of archetypes, and there's some very normal ones in there. But there's some really different characters that function and require interaction and cooperation in order to maximize their potential. Like you could play the, um, uh, the top. Tonbjorn, I think his name is, the dwarf oh, character. Oh, yeah, yeah, the and engineer type. The engineer fellow, yeah. You can play him and, you know, really do that sort of Call of Duty style. I'm just going to do this, my own thing and run around solo. But in order to really get the full potential out of the everything he can do, you've got to have your teammates there mm. and you've got to be cooperating. And to me, that's a really interesting sort of conflict from a an MMA, uh, excuse me an FPS perspective where historically people aren't necessarily the most cooperative yeah i mean a, a few people have said like in usually in FPS is like you know call of duty and even team fortress to to an extent yeah. like you, the goal for each player is to go out and play for themselves and kill Precisely. as many people as possible um, yeah. In this one, it seems like there's a slightly more strategic element to it, mm. and you, you do have to play as a team in order to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. I think it merits comparison almost to Heroes of the Storm versus the rest of the, you know, MOBA, MOBA scene, community yeah. there, yeah. where they've got this focus on team leveling, they've got this focus on cooperation, and these heroes, which really are hard to play without teamwork, and then they're t bringing that same idea to, um, to Overwatch. And I think it's, it's interesting, this focus on collectivity and working together as opposed to the pure solo game and in all honesty much as it's an admirable you know philosophical goal yeah i i kind of wonder how successful it's going to be mm. you know people gamers are in a, by by their nature i say massive generalization incoming those of us who are hanging out on podcasts are probably not isolationists but you know we all sit at home and we want to just go on by ourselves do something chilled out and isolated and I think a lot of people play on their own, not necessarily because they, they haven't the opportunity to play as a group, but because they don't necessarily want to. They yeah. want to do their own thing. They want to feel powerful and independent. Mm. I and think I there, don't know. Yeah, there's a real concern there. If only, I, I wouldn't say the 
isolationist issue, but sure. definitely for being able to put a group together is a challenge for a yeah. lot of, of, of players. Uh, just because, you know, we all have, have lives and even if we have lots of friends who play, they won't play at the same time. So yeah. getting a, if you can't get a group together, I mean, I've been playing Destiny quite a bit. And when you get to the point where you have to get three people together to do a mission, yeah. it, it's a challenge. You need to have friends that are here at the same time, yeah. at the right time, who want to well. play Destiny and who want to play that mission. It's well, just, so uh, just remember that we just made it in uh, Molten Core with 40 people. By yeah, the yeah. Was a, <laughs> if we can make it in 43, it's not that much. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think there is an opportunity, though, a possibility to make it work through game design. Yeah. Like if the game design managed, I don't know how it's possible, but maybe Blizzard can pull it off. If the game uh, encourages you and teaches you to play together and makes it rewarding, uh, more rewarding than just going out and and shooting everyone individually. And it's important to, to realize that you can't just make it not rewarding to go uh, shoot people individually. You can't punish people for doing what they would want to do. You have to make them actually want to play as a group. If they manage to do that, then maybe you can go into a group and with random people who will actually work together. But it's it's a challenge. Yeah, definitely. I, it's, I, I'm obviously super excited about Overwatch, but we have to remember that what we've seen is a tiny portion of the game and a very early portion of the game. So Blizzard, as we've learned, could potentially pull it off because they can. They seem to be pulling off, you know, anything they're doing. But they're, they're, it's 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 a tall order on an FPS. So yeah. Another issue is that uh, if you just make an FPS um, where everybody runs solo, it's easy easier mm. than uh, having a game where people where random people they have to cooperate and uh, I mean unless you don't have uh, uh, all these people uh, connected uh, speak on, on TeamSpeak uh, deciding the strategies uh, to have some uh, people you know random uh, yeah. acting together without talking each other uh, without knowing each other this is even harder and more difficult so Blizzard is taking a very hard challenge yeah 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 and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, they'll make it because the, the game looks awesome and uh, I'm sure we'll have more information as time goes on. Uh, a couple of uh, other mentions about, about the game. Uh, the, the maps, there's no deathmatch. So that goes into the direction of uh, the, the cooperative team play. The, the maps have sort of scripted elements. So you will start with a control uh, element and then once the team manages to control it, you will move on to a payload where you have to accompany a vehicle to the end of the base. So that also scripts things a little bit and encourages you to go towards the objective. Um, there are other modes anyway. For example, today yeah. we had a mode where you just had to conquer an area simply standing inside the circle. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, anyway. A more classic yeah, more control. Class, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was also one last thing that I wanted to mention, which is in the way in which Blizzard simplifies things the right way. Like, for example, you're shooting your guns and you empty your magazine, but you don't have to reload. There's no button to reload, which... In other games, you just do it automatically. You just reload when you have to, and it, it doesn't really bring anything to the game. In this one, you, the, the game reloads automatically without having you do it. And I think that's a, a very small but important element to notice because they get rid, as they did in MMORPGs, they get rid of some elements that are here just because they've been here forever but are not necessarily adding to the fun and making space for elements of the game that are fun, like just jumping around and, you know, climbing walls yeah. and shooting 
enemies. So. For me personally, another great example of that with Overwatch, and it's probably going to be a controversial and not necessarily okay, a popular okay. opinion, the removal of Sprint. I have an ardent and burning of, of hatred of the sprint. Oh, sprint. Sprint yeah, yeah. on shift. Yeah, you're right, I've, you're right. I've never liked it. It's been a mechanic that's troubled me in many games, particularly mm. with it's, when it's accompanied by the stamina bar. I've always disliked it because yeah. the only thing you get out of sprint is a feeling that you're moving slowly when you're not using yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the only desire, to yeah. me at least, personal, on a personal level. And I think that the movement mechanics that they've added in instead are actually really exciting. Like they've mm. taken away that standard issue key like because it's always been there that's yeah. what it is on shift and they've replaced it with you know various different movement mechanics like double jumps like sprint or like not wall sprints. climbing yeah or, wall yeah. climbing but like a sort or of blast jump, forward yeah. or a charge maybe a better way to explain it and then you've got sort of the ones that have the additional abilities for the slow fall on spacebar and i think that that's just another great example of them saying do we really need this thing that's always yeah. in games Let's chuck it out and make something different. Yeah. And I think it's really fun. Whether it's simple or not, I don't know. Yeah. But it's definitely fun. And uh, I think the, the thing I keep coming back to, the description I do about the, the different heroes, is they feel as different as they do in a MOBA or in a fighting game. That's the feeling I got from it. It's like, like a Street Fighter where you take one character on another and they're completely different. Mm. So looking forward to that. Uh, last word. They haven't said anything about the business model for the game, but what do you think? This feels like a free-to-play, right? I would be, I would be right? surprised if it is not free-to-play. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the same boat there as well. I could, I could believe a small initial purchase, but I would be very surprised, surprised yeah. if it was not free-to-play. Yeah. And maybe consoles. It's simple enough that it could work on of consoles. Of course, because yeah. since it is a game where it just got three abilities, it's perfect for three yeah. buttons uh, and yeah. uh, the last for button sure. for playing. I'm already so. planning to remap it all to my, my PC controller. <laughs> you know, I'm already there. Yes. <laughs> all right. I think uh, we have gone over pretty much everything uh, we needed to talk about. There are, of course, a lot more things uh, that happened at BlizzCon. And uh, thank you very much for having me on the, on the show, guys. Where can people uh, find your work on the internet? Uh, Stefano. First. Uh, Eurogamer.it uh, and uh, Corriere.it. Uh, yes, Corriere.it on Italy for the, as the newspaper. Excellent. Do you Sign have me. a Twitter account you want to mention? By uh, chance, yes, it's called uh, Agonista. Okay. And uh, the, yes, that's my Twitter account. Excellent. Liv? Uh, me, you can find all of my stuff on wowhead.com or zam.com, which is the, the sort of umbrella site for all the sites I work on. And you can find me on Twitter at Olivia D. Grace. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, for me, it's not Patrick on Twitter. You know that. Or you can find the show notes and uh, other shows at frenchspin.com. I also want to thank Todd Whitehead from Alpha Geek Radio, who has been hosting us here in the AIE Guildhall. Uh, those of you who listen to The Instance and other shows from the Frog Pants Network know about that. Uh, I'm really thankful to Todd for having been uh, allowing us to, to be here and uh, making, giving us his, lending us his excellent uh, uh, equipment so thank you so much guys for listening and the next show will be the beginning of the regular uh, version of the, of the-